Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. I used to preach an hour and a half, and now I only get a half hour, so I only get warmed up. Times change. Yep, that's right. Live and learn. As far as that basket goes, that's a donation to the church, so if there's any champagne in it, we didn't buy it. But if you want to invite me, no. Hallelujah. You know, after this morning, I thought, man, that kind of blew a hole in what I was going to do. You know, I, uh, I was able to connect with, my, with one of my um, Bible school teachers on Facebook. And so the other day, I saw a, a clip from one of his Mother's Day sermons. And the thing I always liked about him is he had a sense of humor. And uh, like I said, I think I said last week, uh, or I've said previously, you know, heaven is filled with laughter. Uh, And heaven is full of joy. And so if you have a problem with laughter, I'm sorry about that. If you are going through the dark night of the soul, um, laughter might be one way of getting out. Uh, the dark night of the soul, in case you don't know what that is, that's when you feel like God has deserted you. you well, God, where are you? And it is not just a moment in time, it's a period of time. Uh, it's a, it came from a Catholic phrase, but anyway, so if you didn't know what dark night of the soul is, that's what that is. But God, God has promised us he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always be with us. But anyway, going back to my prior professor, in his Mother's Day sermon, he, uh, <laughs> he used some songs to introduce Mother's Day. And so here we go. I'll try to remember what I can. Oh, how'd that go? Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, that was one. Um, I thought of, uh, do you remember Camp Granada? Hello, Mother. No, no. <laughs> I thought of one, too, if I can remember how to sing it. Uh, Happy, 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 happy Mother's Day. Anyway, (laughs) he didn't do that. I thought that my own self, (laughs) since I like that song. Actually, I like the the, uh, Amazing Grace uh, rendition 
of that song. So anyway, uh, you know, mothers have sayings. You know, um, I can relate to one of them. Not, not all of them, but, uh, you know, uh, I can imagine uh, Albert Einstein. Anybody ever see a picture of Albert Einstein? Albert Einstein, when he was graduating from uh, high school, his mother said, can't you do anything with that hair? <laughs> Moose, hairspray. Jonah, I can imagine his mother said, all right, that's an interesting story, but can you tell me where you've been, really been the last three days? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I can relate to this one. I've heard it. Oh, actually, my mother used to tell me this before I would go to the doctor's office. But Lady Godiva's mother, anybody know, remember, seen a picture of Lady Godiva? Anyway, uh, Lady Godiva's mother would always tell her, before you go out, make sure you have on clean underwear. <laughs> my mother used to tell me that before I'd go to the doctor's office. Sure, you have on clean underwear. She didn't tell me to clean up before. She just said, "Have clean underwear." But anyway, thank you, Jesus. Uh, well, my assignment this morning uh, is actually this month is to talk on healing, which uh, Katie already uh, mentioned about. I walked outside uh, during that moment, but. Uh, I thought about, uh, she wanted me to talk about the healing of the spirit, soul, and the body. Last week, I talked about uh, God's will and willingness to heal and that God's nature, God's nature is to heal because he revealed himself through names, and one of the names is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who heals you, or the Lord, your physician. Rapha, Rapha I'm sorry. What did I say, Jaira? Well, that's good too. <laughs> he supplies all your need. All right, so Jehovah Rapha. I, rem uh, I remember I, uh, we used to have a Belgium missionary we supported, and he preached on that subject, and he would, he would call him Jehovah Rafika. But anyway, I always laughed at that. I thought, well, maybe he's right. I don't know. So anyway, teach, so it is God's will to heal. Now we want to talk about healing of the spirit. Our foundational uh, scripture for this would be found in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. And it's amazing how the words that came forth this morning uh, just almost kind of fit with this. But it says, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Well, the God of peace, we know that the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. We uh, Actually, in reality, he already has crushed Satan under our feet. But uh, we have to come to the realization of knowing that he's crushed Satan under our feet and walk in the reality of what we have. The Lord spoke to me this morning uh, 
during the worship, and he said, he told me years ago, over 30 years ago, probably 35 years ago, he, he spoke to me and he said, I have called you to, to teach my people faith. And so he said that this morning, I've called you to teach my people faith and how to walk in faith. You know, you can be taught and taught and taught, but never walk. You can talk the talk, but never walk the walk. Well, and so um, it's time we walk in it. There are things that we're asking God for that he's already given us. Yeah, and so anyway, so uh, the, the word this morning about Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Another translation would say beside the peaceful waters. The Christian, the believer, how many believers we have this morning? Do you believe in something? Uh, The believer, the believer in Jesus Christ, the believer uh, in the the God who raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead is, is a believer and they are, you're a believer, not a doubter. And so, uh, the, the Lord told, uh, the, well, the scripture's filled with it. The, the Bible says that we will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Our, our gauge of whether we are in the will of God or, or not is whether our spirit man is filled with peace. Now, your, your uh, mind might be going crazy. Your, your thought life might be going crazy. You know, like uh, Martin Luther said, he said, you can never stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest there. You can't stop the thoughts from coming, but you can stop them from nesting there. And so anytime a thought comes that would pull us out of peace, then we are to reject that. We are to reject that thought and to and to dwell on the peace that we have in our spirit man. In our spirit man. We're familiar with the scripture, uh, 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 1 and verse 7. But I want to read uh, a, a verse before that. Uh, well, let's just start with verse 4. This is Paul writing to Timothy. Timothy is now the pastor of Ephesus. And Paul, the apostle, is writing to him. He says, I I am greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Now listen to this. He says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift that is within you through the laying on my hands. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. We have, a, we have the gifts on the inside of us. We have the fruit on the inside of us. But if we're not experiencing them, we need to stir it up. We need to stir up the gifts of God that are within us. 
You say, well, I don't know what my gift is. I'm about ready to tell you. <laughs> but I do want to make honorable mention because it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> this scripture reminds me of my life. Just this portion. Where he says... I call to remembrance your genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Nellie, <laughs> and your mother, Norma. Nellie was my grandmother, and Norma was my mother. Now, neither one of them had perfect theology. <laughs> neither one of them had perfect theology. But they encouraged me... In the faith. My grandmother Nellie would tell me, you better get saved. You don't want those 75-pound hailstones falling on your head. You don't want that, do you? No, Mammy. We called her Mammy. No, Mammy. Mammy. Anyway, we, you know, I didn't want that, you know. And I went to a church that was hellfire and brimstone every week, and I knew the song leader wasn't going to heaven because he said, we're going to sing this one more time. And 75 times later, he was still singing, saying just one more time of just as I am because they were trying to pull people to the altar. But my mother in that, she, there's two things that, I, that, that I'll never forget is that she made me go to church. And if I didn't get up, see, my dad worked uh, the late shift from 3 to 11 or something like that. So he got home late. And uh, on Sunday morning, you know, he worked Saturday night. And so I would fake being asleep. Because I didn't want to get up. And uh, she said, Stephen, get up. It's time for church. Now, she didn't go to church because she had rheumatoid arthritis and she couldn't get up. Or she could get up, but it's very difficult. So she, you know, you had steps. You had flights of steps to get up into the sanctuary. So she, could, she didn't go. But she always wanted to make sure I went. Stephen, get up. Time to go to church. You know, <laughs> I'm faking it. Fake it to make, fake it till you make it at night anyway. But then she'd say, Glenn, and she, Glenn's right, laying right next to her. <laughs> well, you think Glenn was happy about that? <laughs> no. Stephen! Man, I believed in the resurrection. Woo! I was up. The dead was raised alive. So anyway, thank God for Nellie. And thank God for Norma. Another thing that Norma would do, if she was pretty homebound, you know, I mean, she could get out. Of, you know, my dad would drive her or whatever. But she was pretty well homebound. But, and, you know, we would have people come to the house, like repair people and that sort of thing. And she, in the best of her knowledge, she would try to lead them to Jesus. And I remember watching her. Remember watching her do it, you know. And uh, so she did have an effect on me. But that's not what we're talking about this morning. 
But happy Mother's Day. <laughs> there was a, uh, oh man, I'm really wasting time. There was a uh, Shirley Temple movie. Any of you ever see Wee Willie Winky? Was that where she became a, acted like a soldier? Yeah, okay. Well, there was this old rough soldier. <laughs> and they were talking about mothers. And, you know, they, all these guys were crying. And they were saying, well, even Sergeant so-and-so had a mother. <laughs> so every one of you had a mother. So happy Mother's Day. Glory to God. Well, we're talking about the healing... The healing of the spirit, the soul, and the body. Well, I, I'm going to have to make this, put it out as quick as I can. He says, may, your, may the God of peace sanctify you. In other words, God is setting you apart. If you're a believer, you are set apart for God's purpose. That's what sanctify means. Set apart for God's uh, purpose. Sanctify you completely. That means from the top of your head to the tip of your toes, you are sanctified, set apart for the Lord. And he said, goes on to say, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. This is a confirmation that God says your whole spirit, soul, and body is going to be preserved blameless. Now, with that in mind, I want to, I want to talk to you a bit. This is not about uh, the healing of the spirit is not about what you do. What you do, it's the family you belong to. Yeah. It's who you belong to. So he says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16, he says this, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one after the flesh. Wow, that's good. Quit looking at people's flesh. We regard no one after the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet, from, yet now we know him no longer. Therefore... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So God, so the new creation is not a new body. If you were, if you were pretty when you got saved, you're prettier now. If you were uglier, or I mean, if you were ugly when you got saved, <laughs> you're probably a little prettier. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> but the outward, the, outward, the outward man was not necessarily changed. It was the inner man. And as, and as a matter of fact, Paul said in another place in Corinthians, he said, though our outward man perish, Yet our inward man is renewed day by day. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about your spirit, man, once you are saved, once you are a believer in Christ, does not need to be healed. You are complete Amen. in Christ. 
who is the head of all principality and power. Now you say, I don't feel complete. I feel lacking. I don't care what you feel like. The reality is, is you are complete in Christ. You just need to know it and exercise it and walk in it. You need to walk in, walk in what God has already done for you. I don't have time to go there, but uh, we're talking about a change of family. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees in John chapter 8. I don't have time to go there. I wish I could. But Jesus spoke to them and said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. In other words, because man rejected God, they began to follow the nature of Satan. But when we come to Christ, we reject the works of Satan and we receive the works of God because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to just say this. It's not what you do, but who you are. But if you are a, if you are a born-again Christian, there will be a change. You will have a change in your life. What a difference you've made in my life. What a difference you've made in my life. Yeah, there will be a difference. You don't have to work at it. You don't have to do it. It's something God does for you. And then uh, just for the positive part of that, 1 John 3, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Now that we're not, you know, women, you're, you're in this, okay? You shall be called the sons of God. Why? Because you have his nature. You have his life. You have his ability. Jesus, well, John says, as he is, so are we in this world. Is Jesus sick? No. No. You are not sick in your spirit. If you have received Christ, you are a new creature and all things are passed away. Well, why do, I st- why do I still act the way I do? Because you haven't changed your mind yet. You haven't repented yet. You haven't changed your mind. You have, you've got to, we've got to come to the place where, we ex- where, where our spirit man becomes strong and it, oh, and it is ruling our soul and our bodies. Yes. Oh, man. You say, well, how could I rule my body? I just got to say no to ice cream. You say, well, that's not going to send you to hell. Nobody gets you to heaven quicker, maybe. (laughs) I'm just confessing my sins before you. I love ice cream. And other things. I love carbs. Steve, do you love carbs? but we don't eat, not anymore. You see, he's making the right confession. <laughs> we, yeah, he's, we rule. The spirit man has to rule 
The body, the spirit man has to rule the soul. That's the, that's the hardest part because there's, the spirit and soul are so interconnected, intertwined, it's hard to recognize the difference. But our spirit man needs to rule the soul because our soul man, I'm a soul man. Yeah, we, we still live in the past. We want to be a soul man and ride the soul train. I, I must be bad. I, I, I've lost Loretta. She said, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. And memories. <laughs> Let me just say this. In Genesis chapter, one, uh, Genesis chapter 3, man was perfect, spirit, soul, and body. But Satan comes along and tells them they are incomplete. Right. Wow. Yeah. He tells them they are incomplete. Therefore, if you eat this fruit, you will be like God. They were already like God. Now that you're saved, you're born again. You are complete in him. He wants to tell you that you're incomplete. He wants to tell you that if you'll do this or you'll do that, then you'll be fulfilled. You are already fulfilled. Take authority over that. You are fulfilled. You are complete in him. You're complete. And to the non-believer, he tells them they're okay. They don't need Christ. I heard, well, I actually uh, heard this, you know, I knew it, but it just kind of put it into words. I heard, I think it was Eric um, the Johnson said, our world is, our, our world has become Bible illiterate. You know, we, if we know we're new creations and we know we're complete in him and we know we're righteous in God. Righteous? That means I am right with God. I don't need to try to beg God because I'm already righteous with him. As a matter of fact, he says in Hebrews, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy, find grace to help in time need. He didn't say crawl in the back door. He didn't say send somebody else in. Pastor, would you pray for me? No, he said, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You have just as much access yes. as anyone else. That's right. That's right. Your spirit doesn't need to be <laughs> healed. It's already healed if you've, if you've asked Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So this deals with the, uh, the flesh deals with the outer man. The new creation is, deals with the new man on the inside of you. The new creation is now God's child, not just God's creation. Mm, that's good. 
You are God's child, not just his creation. There are a lot of people that are just God's creation. But they're not God's child. You've got to be born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just say this, that being born again opens the doors for the promises of God. John 3, 3, Jesus answered. Now, this is, uh, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. We know Nicodemus is a Pharisee, but Nicodemus has a good heart. He has, he has an honest heart. He's coming to Jesus because he wants to know truth. And he asked Jesus a question. And if you ever, if you read the New Testament, and well, let me just say, have you, have you ever asked God a question and he didn't answer it? Read the New Testament. Jesus hardly ever answers anybody's questions. Why? Because their questions are off the wall. Jesus speaks to you what he wants you to know. But anyway, John 3, 3, he says, Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, verily, verily, which is truly, truly, I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Now to me, I, that's not just the kingdom of heaven in the future. That is the kingdom of heaven now. You know, that God's kingdom is expanding. God is doing things in the earth, but people can't see it because they don't have the eyes to see it with. He says in John 3, 5, he said, Jesus answered to Nicodemus, and he said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Matthew uh, 8.13, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as, as a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. So what, how, why is it important to be born again? Because everything that God promises hinges on you being a part of his family. Yeah, that's really good. It hinges on you being a part of his family. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't help people that aren't saved. Bless God, none of us would be here <laughs> if he didn't help us in one way or another. Some of us wouldn't be alive if Jesus didn't help us before we got saved. But for us to believe and go after the promises of God, we need to be born again. I just love that third day song. You want to hear it? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday I found myself after searching all these years and the man that I saw wasn't at all who I thought he'd be. I was lost till you found me here. I was broken beyond compare. Then you came along and you sang your song over me. Feels like I'm born again. 
Feels like I'm living for the very first time. For the very first time. Feels like I'm breathing. Feels like I'm living for the very first time. For the very first time in my life. Wasn't looking for something that was more than what I had yesterday. Then you came to me and you gave to me life evermore. Anyway, feels like I'm born again. Hallelujah. Man, I'll tell you what, if you're born again, you've got something on the inside of you. You've got a song on the inside of you. But you've let, uh, you've let the devil tell you, you don't, you don't want anybody to hear your voice. No, we need to hear your voice. Doesn't matter how it sounds. I, took, I paid for Melody to have voice lessons. <laughs> For a year, I paid for her to have voice lessons. And she's always saying, oh, I can't sing. Do you know what that voice teacher said? He says, everybody can sing. You know, or he straight, well, he said, how long did you smoke? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you've destroyed your voice box, but uh, um, damage your, your vocal cords. I'm sorry. But he said, the thing that restricts your song is fear. Fear will restrict your voice. In singing, in speaking. Man, you know, when I was a kid, my mother, one of my famous mother quotes, kids are to be seen and not heard. Don't speak to strangers. Don't speak to strangers. So how do you get out and talk about, talk about Jesus when you're not supposed to speak to strangers? <laughs> well, I didn't ask you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I just love James. Hallelujah. Because he loves me too. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Let me go to the end of the message. <laughs> I just got some new creation facts that I'm going to close with. Remember, I've already told you, you're born again. If you've accepted Christ, ask Jesus in your heart. Uh, I don't have time to read uh, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. But a new creation fact is you're a new creature you're a new creation. You're a new speech species. You are a new breed. You are not what you were. You are not. You are not. You know, that's why Jesus said, marvel not if the world hates you. Why? Because you're a new breed. You're a new spot. They didn't love, they, there wasn't a love for Jesus because they didn't recognize. Now, there was a lot of people that loved Jesus. A lot of people that loved Jesus. But there were some people that wanted to kill him. Okay? But you're a new breed. 
When you are, when you're born again, you are one with God. You're one with God. First Corinthians six seventeen. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. How close can you get to God? You are one spirit with God. When you're born again, all things are possible. Mark, Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to him who believes. I asked you if you believed and you raised your hand. So all things are possible to you who believe. Yeah, but. Yeah, but, get, forget about your butt. <laughs> All things are possible to him that believes. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to come right that second. Actually, it does. How long did Abraham have to wait for Isaac? Ooh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to have to wait that long. I didn't ask you what you wanted to do. Say it's coming. It's coming. I believe. Another create, new creation fact, you are of God. 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. New creation fact, God lives in you. 2 Corinthians 6, 16, you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell with them. I will walk with them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Another new creation fact, even though you are complete in him, you know, when, when, when your babies come out, they perfect, aren't they? They're perfect because you look at the fingers and the toes and everything. They're perfect, but they need to grow up, don't they? You don't mind changing their diapers when they're, you know, babies. Would you want to do it when they're 21? <laughs> you want them to grow. Now, some people have rejected this. Scripture, they, they say, well, this is just for new believers. I believe it's for all believers. 1 Peter 2, 2. Well, it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. He's talking about the spirit man. Well, I'm not going to drink the milk. I'm going to just eat the meat. Anybody ever have a cold glass of milk with Chocolate chip cookies right out of the oven. <laughs> do you want a piece of meat when you're eating those uh, chocolate chip cookies? Or do you want that cold glass of milk? <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> I've never heard of a meat, a meat shake, <laughs> but I've heard of a milkshake. They don't make ice cream with, cow, with meat, with milk. And sugar and chocolate and everything else. <laughs> As newborn babes, you know, uh, some of you know that I've been having a trouble with my, uh, with my shoulder, rotator cuff. You know, from preaching last week, and Scott prayed for me. I'm not exactly sure. Could have been both. 
But I preached on the compassion of God last week. Scripture says Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. And immediately after church, I could tell I had more movement in my arm. I've got more movement. I couldn't do this a while back. I still have to watch it. Don't come up and jerk my arm. But I'm a lot better. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you make. Let your spirit man be fed. Let you, if your spirit man, you know, they used to say in Bible school, some people feed their bodies three healthy, three hot meals a day and their, and their spirit one cold snack a week. Well, hopefully you're getting more than a snack. <laughs> anyway that you may grow thereby. You grow so that your spirit man rules your soul and your body. And lastly, you are, again, you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. You know, anytime, anytime the enemy or, or a thought comes to you that tells you, what you that you are lacking, you need to speak out. You are complete in him. Now, our spirit man needs to be strengthened, but you're not, you're not imperfect. You are a new creation in Christ. The spirit man does not need to be healed. The spirit man needs to be born again, and once it's born again, it does not need to be healed. It needs to be strengthened so that it rules your spirit, or your soul, and your body. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Well, I just hear the Lord say that he is bringing about a new revelation, not only in your spirit, but in your mind so that you will not be tripped up by the enemy and you will not be tripped up by even family members that would try to tell you that there is something wrong with you. For the Lord says, you are mine, says the Lord, and I have made you in my image and I have made you in my likeness. Therefore, I want you to get rid of those thoughts. Do not receive them says the Lord, the thoughts that would say that you're incomplete, you're imperfect. For the Lord would say, I do not make junk. I make works of art, says the Lord. And therefore you are mine and you are made in perfection, says the Lord. So rejoice, stand firm, declare what I've said to you and don't let the enemy bring you down, says the Lord.